Good morning, if you're listening in the morning. Good afternoon, good evening. Hopefully not good night. I do not want to put you to sleep with this one. Um, I am, but yeah, there's a chance of my yawn. Uh, I'll try to pause it, um, but who knows what's going to happen. It's quite early, it's still dark outside, as it is at this time of year. Um, but I wanted to expand a little bit on the post I've done on Instagram uh, recently around why diets are failing you. And I thought it was a lot of a bigger topic, a much bigger topic. Um, so it'd be nice to have a little bit more time to talk about it rather than trying to squeeze a lot of information into a small thing, small post on Instagram. So if you have ever felt like you've been on and off on different diets countless of times and every single time the the diet that you've been on gave you maybe some results or you didn't get any results and that that's just been very disheartening even though you thought or you felt like you've you've given your best right you've given it your best shot and it's still not working or in some cases you're you know that you're not sticking to the diet you're not being like completely adhering to it and but you still think it's a you problem rather than an issue with the diet approach that you've chosen so I'm here to help with that and hopefully shed some light on what's going on, why maybe the diet you've chosen is not the right diet for you. Um, but yeah, let's let's get into it. Let's get into the reasons why that might be. So diet impacts both our body, so how it responds to the calorie restriction, but also our mind, right? It's very much a play on psychological level. We've been there. We know it's a bit of a battle in our minds. Um, so there is some psychological and physiological reasons why certain diets might not work for you. The psychological side to it is how your body responds to the calorie restriction and because our bodies are incredible at adapting to whatever they have to go through to become better at dealing with it your body also is set up to adapt to energy deficit or you dieting and going into calorie deficit by increasing your hunger and reducing your physical activity without you potentially realizing that you might be moving less throughout the day to preserve the energy so on a Psych, you know, psychological, physiological level, on that physiological level, there are a few things that are happening as you get leaner or as you lose body fat. So number one, your need reduces. So your non-exercise activity thermogenesis, so whatever you do outside of your planned exercise, if you're a person who normally fidgets a bit or moves around quite a bit, um, that's going to go down. And it can happen because of a couple of reasons. So A, it's your body trying to preserve the energy. So you start moving less. And as I said, it could be without you even realizing that. So your body just decides, all right, we're not getting enough energy. Therefore, I'm going to just make sure that you're not having too much of a drive to, to, move, to, to move more than I need you to. Because we need to keep that energy in. Or, or... And I don't know, it could be it could be both, it could be either. You choose to move less because you've increased your physical activity through the exercise. The chances are you're trying to, if you're in the fat loss um, phase and you're trying to you know reduce your calories, but at the same time you start to increase your physical activity through the exercise, 
then you might be making a conscious decision how you're going to spend the rest of the day and that you have done enough for the day, you've been to the gym, it's been an hour of like grueling workouts, therefore you're going to become sedentary for the rest of the day. So that's the first part of it. It could be your body decreasing your activity levels because it wants to preserve energy or you decide that you've moved quite a bit already through the exercise so you are reducing that energy expenditure or you're reducing your non-exercise activity sitting down watching netflix enjoying your life right um number two there are also some metabolic adaptations as your body will reduce your basal metabolic rate bmr for short which is the energy that your body needs or uses for you to function so for your organs to work and for you to stay alive and as a little recap from the energy balance episode um, BMR does not include any physical activity it's just the energy needed to keep you alive it doesn't include you walking around or um, you doing your exercise and as you lose weight your basal metabolic rate the BMR will decrease because with fat loss there is less body tissue for your body to support so your body requires less energy to support that tissue right so hopefully that makes sense. Now, number three, increased hunger. There are changes to hormones, leptin and ghrelin, that are responsible for, for hunger um, or impact hunger. And that means that you will feel hunger and you move less. So again, it comes down to the changes in those hormones that will make you feel hungrier. A lot of the times, usually they make you feel way hungrier than the calorie deficit actually requires it. So you'd be just absolutely craving and wanting to eat when maybe potentially the calorie deficit is not actually justifying that much of a hunger. But here we are, that's our beautiful body trying to, you know, keep us alive and it just does so by then again, asking you to move less because you're hungry, you're not getting enough energy. Number four, um, this is how just let's let's not see all of us as our body because it kind of seems like our body is trying to stop us from losing body fat. And yes, it does, but it does it for good reasons, you know. It's it's been set up that way, evolution and stuff. And um, it also will become more efficient at working. So it does all of those beautiful, amazing things that used to were really, really important from the survival perspective. So what it also does, it's it makes you use less energy whilst performing the same activity. So that's that increased efficiency of your body and your muscles. As you lose body fat, your body will adapt again. And then the same activities such as walking up the stairs or maybe doing your usual workout will require less energy because your body becomes better at performing that without having to use as much of, of calories or needing as much extra energy again because it tries to preserve that energy, right? Number five, and that's the last physiological um, factor I'm going to touch on that impacts um, your dieting and why it's it's quite hard to, to stay on your diet, is the impact, the last thing is the impact of the genes on you, your ability or your like being able to stick to your diet or being able to actually get the results. And what happens here is you might have a setup of genes that can also play a part and these are called FTO genes, fat mass and obesity associated genes um, that can make it a little bit harder for you to lose body fat. 
But this is more of a predisposition and it's not a given. And there are also studies that show that combining diet with resistance training can offset the impact of genes responsible for increasing your predisposition to obesity. Um, and as I said, what's really crucial is that you might be predisposed, but it's not that it's a given and it's not something that this is your fate and you cannot change it. Uh, it can be changed quite easily, actually. It's, it's mind-blowing how... Having, like combining the diet and the strength training can really help with that and practically it just then makes no difference for that person. So the impact is not quite as big as we fear. All right, so that's all of the factors, the physiological factors. And as I've mentioned, there's also the psychological response to calorie restriction because of course it's taxing on our minds. It's quite difficult. Um, and this could be for different reasons again. So it could be down to your mindset around dieting and seeing dieting as restriction. This is something I talk quite a bit as well to my clients. So if you think like you're depriving yourself of something, if you feel like you're not, you're kind of taking things away from yourself and you cannot have certain things, that's when your brain is, is going straight into, ha, ah, when can I have it and how much time can I dedicate to thinking about it? We all know it's like we become obsessed at times with, with things that we think we can't have uh, whilst we diet in. It could also be that you're experiencing diet fatigue. So if, if you've been dieting for a while, it can become quite taxing mentally, as I've said. So with that, you're just you just can't do it anymore. It's just it's been too long, it's been too much, it's been the calorie restriction. Maybe you've been eating the same thing or, you know, restricting yourself in the same way and you're just, you're done. You want to have a bit of a break. Um, another reason is the fact that your chosen diet approach might be not working for you and your lifestyle. So it might not be, not be the right diet for you. And some people feel um, great when they're reducing their carbs and they're absolutely fine with it. So going for a low carb diet is the thing for them because it gives them more energy, in fact, and they just feel good, uh, even though they're in calorie deficit. Yet for others, and that would include me, going low carb will be a freaking battle. Like I could not do ridiculously low carb diet. I've done it in the past and I've done one competition in my life where I had to diet quite uh, aggressively as well towards the end of it. And let me tell you, like, I was not the most pleasant person to be around. And I've got, I've got a few people to confirm that. I have been a different person at that point. Um, so what I'm trying to say is not every single approach will be the approach for every single person. Like, you, you need to find one that works for you. And it's not to say dieting is going to be easy, but we're trying to make it as easy as possible because then you can stick to it and we can make it sustainable. Now, taking into account everything I've discussed, there are plenty of ways that can help you improve your adherence to diet, so sticking to your diet over time, and help overcoming the psychological adaptations and your mindset around dieting, as well as the physiological adaptations. So, choosing a diet that works for you is something that I've touched on already. 
as I said, there's no one size fits all. There are many different diet methods. They're all based on the energy balance principles. So, or principles. So it's it's all coming down to creating a calorie deficit or energy deficit. It's just that they are implementing that calorie deficit in a different way. So you can choose from tracking your calories or non-tracking methods. And you can use those as well. You can go low carb, you can go low fat instead. Um, that just depends on what's going to feel easier for you and what you can stick to. You can also opt for going into a bigger deficit during the weekdays and then have more calories sort of saved for the weekend. So you are you vary your calorie deficit throughout the week because that works for you because maybe you like going out on weekends, maybe quite social on weekends. So you want to keep some of that um of those calories sort of in the bank in your saving account for the weekend when it comes, so you can go out and enjoy. Um, some people though prefer to stay quite consistent. So any sort of deviation from their normal routine will mean they'll kind of slip back into maybe their old habits and they just find it a lot easier to stick to the same routine every day, uh, meaning that their calorie deficit might be the same every single day, regardless if it's a weekend or a weekday. So as you can see, you can go down the path of tracking and not tracking and then different ways of reducing the calorie intake. You can look at reducing carbs or fats or both. Um, we can look at being more rigid during the weekend. We can look at creating bigger deficit over a shorter period of time. So there's like some... Um, some studies show that it's actually for adherence as well. It's better, especially for someone who's got quite a lot of body fat to lose. It might be beneficial to go into bigger color deficit initially and then reduce that color deficit over time. Just, just to get that initial sort of kickoff and, and seeing the results first. And then that helps with then going into a bit more of a cruising mode, let's say. Um, so there's many different ways that you can choose from and it's really important to try different things. If you're not quite sure what works for you yet, it's it's really important to give it a go. If it doesn't work for you, um, then just try something else. Of course, though, you do want to be consistent for a slightly longer period of time than a few days and then just give up because it's it's not working. There's a bit of willpower to it and I'll be talking about willpower. Hmm. Am I going to be talking? I'll definitely be talking about willpower and that side of things with my Empowers Collective, which is an online group coaching we're starting on December, in December, on the 1st of December. And that's going to be super exciting because this is all we're going to talk about. And this is where we're going to get all of the knowledge and talk about how to make you stick to your diet, your exercise routine, how to create a, a lifestyle rather than going into a six-week shred and things like that we're gonna we're just gonna end this year with feeling our best and being empowered to make different choices in life that will actually make a difference as well and get the results so if you're interested in that and um, let me know because the intake is actually open today and of have opened today um, and we already have half of the spaces taken because you know I've got some people in who are interested, excited, and who are very welcoming and absolutely wonderful women and who 
yeah, he'll want to be the part of collective and learn together. So that's going to be like, I'm really excited about that. Um, I woke up today thinking, yay, it's happening. So, okay. That's when I'm also going to touch on topics like that and talking about willpower and if willpower actually is something that we only have a limited amount of or maybe it's something more around our mindset. Hey, a little teaser for you. So yeah, join the group, join the Empowered Collective to to get empowered with that knowledge. Okay, aside from choosing the right diet for you, sorry, I, did, I feel like I shouted there, but Aside from that, there's also working on your mindset around dieting. And I'm saying working, it's not something that's just a given. We don't like switch something in our head and go like, oh, from now on, I'm going to see a diet as a way of living. You know, it's it's a process. But it really helps seeing dieting as a choice of a, like a choice, an action that aligns our nutrition with our goals instead of seeing us as a restriction. Until you see dieting as a restriction and a way of depriving yourself, which again I've touched on a little bit, but if you're seeing this as depriving yourself of something, you always feel like it's something you cannot sustain over time because it will always have that kind of the end date to it. It's it's not going to be something that you you believe you can keep up because it's just being deprived, just being restricted in so many ways. Dieting, however, is a lifestyle. So it's not a temporary change, but a way of eating that aligns with your goals at the time. So it can change, we can be flexible around it, and you can choose to act in line with your values right now, which might be getting healthier. It could be wanting to lose body fat for whatever reasons and work on your body composition and making a conscious choice about that is really really empowering so actually it gives you the freedom of choice rather than restriction you are in charge of what results you'll get and dieting doesn't mean that you have to completely cut out all of the food that you enjoy you just need to make smarter decisions around it and you know having a cake but then maybe opting for having less calories overall that day you know, there's different ways of approaching it. So, um, yeah, I'm very passionate about reframing the mindset around dieting. And the true, the true meaning of diet is very neutral. It's just the way of eating. So your diet is not how, what am I not eating and how am I restricting myself? And diet doesn't mean I'm only eating like, you know, um, chicken and broccoli and no carbs and there's no cakes included. Diet is just whatever you eat during the day. And then we choose what our diet and our nutrition looks like based on what we want to achieve. Right. You also want to start being more more mindful of staying active throughout the day and including resistance training to help offsetting some of those metabolic adaptations. Also from the perspective of, as we mentioned, the... FTO genes, it also helps massively. So, you know, exercise is not really burning that many calories and a diet is still the best way of creating a deficit. So if you're choosing to exercise or if if your choice of strength training is dictated by you wanting to lose body fat, it's not going to do as much as you think it will. It is definitely coming down to energy 
energy balance, energy deficit. Yes, it does expend some energy, but not quite as much as what happens when you create a deficit through your through calorie intake. But staying active and continuing with your step targets and keeping your activity levels high when your body is trying to fight it, is trying to fight it because it's trying to preserve the energy. Um, it can help you feel better. It can help you with creating that calorie deficit. So especially your need, especially your non-exercise activity, that's going to be massively important. If your goal is fat loss, you want to make sure that you are not just then staying sedentary for the rest of the day, because A, somehow you feel like there's a little someone in your brain going like, lie down, don't move. We've got no energy for this. <laughs> but I don't know why I, I imagine that. Um, and it's not just that you've moved already, you've been to the gym and you just don't want to move anymore. You you want to keep up your outside of the gym, outside of your scheduled training activity, because that has a much bigger impact on your body composition in terms of fat loss. And the of it doesn't mean that you shouldn't be exercising, you shouldn't include strength training. It's still massively, massively important. So from aesthetic point of view, as you lose body fat, you want to preserve the muscle mass. If you want to recomposition your body, if you want to change your body shape in any way, but you also want to stay strong and you also want to make sure that you stay healthy. So for those reasons, we want to preserve muscle mass whilst dieting as well, especially for women and especially as we age, we all lose, like regardless, we all lose muscle mass as we start aging. But for women, it's important to keep those strong joints and bones and resistance training helps with that. So, whew. Yeah, I love my strength training and I want everyone to do it because it's so incredibly important. Um, so I, I feel like I've just like, I went on a big campaign. So please do it. Train. Right. But aside aside from that and training and yeah, keeping the steps up for your body composition, um, what could be really good to, to help with your goals is to include walks either throughout the day or be mindful about having walks after meals, especially big meals, because that can help increase in your insulin sensitivity, which then helps keeping your blood sugars levels stable. And that is important, especially for those who, who suffer from PCOS, um, any form of insulin resistance, or those who are predisposed or might be struggling with type 2 diabetes. So again, health-wise, it can be a big deal to include those walks after your big meals and just increasing your steps. Right, so that's some tips and advice around what you can do to help um, with your mindset around dieting, with how it impacts you, with making a conscious choice as well and making sure that your diet is working for you and not against you. So you want to make sure that you're choosing the diet that works um, it's not that a lot of the times we feel like we fail, but that's not true. And it's more that it's the diet failed us and it's not the diet that's right for us. Yes, we need to have a certain level of determination as well. It's not going to be easy, as I said. But trying to do something that absolutely makes you feel and leaves you feeling horrible is not going to be sustainable. So finding ways of doing it. Um, 
so that you can still enjoy your life, so you can still have fun and not be miserable and, like me, lose friends <laughs> on a diet. Um, it impacted my relationship with my brother. He was scared of me. So yeah, we don't want that. We want you to live your happiest life. And that means achieving your physical fitness goals, whatever goals you might have for you in, in the realm of you know what you're doing here in the gym and outside of the gym of your diet. So you want to achieve those, but you also are living your life and it's only a small part of your life, relatively small when you think about it, because there's other things. There's your work that you have to show up to and at your best. There's your family, there's your friends and yourself most of all. So make sure that this is this is the priority. Like you're the priority here. And if you are struggling or have struggled before with your diet approach and with achieving your results and would like to learn more about how to make those lasting changes to your diet and exercise, you are the right person for the Empowered Collective. And as I've mentioned, I'm super excited because it is starting in December, so not long to go. And we want to make those changes and start implementing those changes before the end of the year, because why not? Why not start ahead of everyone else? And yeah, be quick to secure your space because there's only a few left for now. And especially that this month, and this month only, the group coaching I'm opening is donation-based. So you pay me nothing as I'd like to make this month about helping others. So to join the Empowered Collective this month, or in December rather, you'll just need to make a donation to one of the chosen charities that support women because giving is important and we also want to support other women and just giving them chances and opportunities that we are quite lucky to have so yeah send me a dm on instagram for more information you can just send the word empowered and i'll give you the information i'll send you the information on what's included and what's happening uh, with the empowered collective I do hope this has been helpful. If you have any questions after listening to this episode, please reach out to me. And um, you can also send me a message or direct message on Instagram. My door is open if you need any help, any sort of advice or clarifying something. Or if you want to let me know that I'm not just talking to, to the ether and into my phone and there's no one out there, <laughs> then please um, feel free feel free to drop me a message um, and I'm always open to ideas and questions for the next episode. So yeah, have the most empowered, most beautiful day and the rest of your week. Bye.